I just don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we are hello hello <laughs> why do i always do that <laughs> like i'm answering the phone hello, hello. <laughs> i'm kirsten i'm michelle and welcome to our podcast true crimes and story times on today's episode i'm going to be starting part two of my urban legends little series yay so we're gonna do the next 10 the state's most popular urban legends so maybe you're in this one if you're from one of these states are we doing indiana in this one yes we are yeah but first is hawaii let's get it and it's the legend of the night marchers night marchers are not evil spirits but they do demand respect they are spirits of ancient Hawaiian warriors who marched around the islands to protect sacred areas. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking the whole time. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, don't sue me. <laughs> um, they appear as ghostly apparitions who carry torches and play drums while they chant. Legend says that if you look directly at a night marcher, you will be marked for death. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> We need some sound effects on this podcast. I got it. It's fine. (laughs) Okay. Uh, If by some chance you find yourself in the middle of a procession, you are supposed to lie down in the middle of the road. So, like, if you see these night marchers, you're supposed to be like, okay, stop everything I'm doing. Let me just lie down. So you can get ran over? I guess. Okay, I'm not going to disrespect. That was disrespectful. It is also said that descendants of the night marchers will not be harmed by them as they march to battle. Okay. And that was really all I could find on the night marchers. Hmm. There wasn't a whole lot of information. I guess they're just there to protect the land because there's a lot of history. I mean, it is pretty sacred. Yeah. I would say. I know you're not supposed to, like, take lava rocks from, like, the volcanoes. People do, I'm sure, though. It's supposed there's If you take one... You're supposed to be cursed or something Yeah, I was like about that. to say, I would not take one just because I don't want to be haunted. Yeah, me either. I'll, I'll pass. I'll I'll take the safe road. <laughs> I'll just take a picture of it mm-hmm. and then I don't know what I'll do with it. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so next on the list is Idaho. Udaho? <laughs> no, Udaho. <laughs> Um, it's the legend of the water babies of Massacre Rocks. Water babies are n- a Native American legend that are found in a couple of different places in America, but mostly famous in Pocatello at the Massacre Rocks State Park. It is said that Massacre Rocks got its name from the narrow passage through the area's boulder configuration. Settlers traveling through the passage feared being ambushed by Native Americans, although it is unverified that any altercations happened there. 
the Shoshone, Shoshone? Is that how you say that? I think it's Shoshone. Okay. The Shoshone tribe was first recorded in 1805 and were roaming the Great Plains as early as the 1500s, so it's not clear when exactly the legend originated. The story goes that the Shoshone experienced an extreme famine and mothers were forced to drown their babies in the river rather than watch their children starve. That is so sad. Which apparently is a common thing because I talked about something like that in the last episode. Oh yeah, the... Oh, that was my shoe. I think it was in Arizona. It was the lady of the canyon or something. Mm -hmm. She killed like all her kids. Her husband left and never Mm -hmm. came back and yeah. Um, some people claim that if you sit quietly at the river by Massacre Rock, you'll hear the sound of babies crying. Others say that these babies grew gills and fins and actually survived, and now they seek revenge on their mothers by luring unsuspecting victims to their deaths in the river. So there might be some fish babies. Some mer babies? Mer babies in the river. Interesting. I thought that was pretty creepy. That is pretty creepy. Next is Illinois, and it is Homie the Clown. No. I do not do clowns. Well? (laughs) I do not. Well, I don't have a lot of information on this one. Do you remember the craze? Yes. The clown craze? Yes, back in like 20, like 14. No, it was was later than that. It was like probably 2016 2017 i think it was my junior or senior year of high school i know it was when i was living in tennessee yeah i literally found a burnt clown costume that was messed up people are that was scary and there was like an upside down cross and i was like "Mm, i think i'm gonna leave yeah Yeah. and i remember me and my friends were at the park it was like two o'clock in the morning what Um, were you doing at a park at two o'clock in the morning playing airsoft oh my goodness it was fun (laughs) anyways um we were up like on the playground because hiding because we saw someone in a clown costume walking around with a butcher knife. No thanks. I literally thought I, we were going to die. I call, was like, oh, no. No, uh, no, no, no. I would have no. called the police. Well, I did not think to call the police at the time because I was a dumb teenager. And we just booked it the fuck out of there as soon as we didn't see him anymore. Yeah, the police would have been like, well, what were you guys doing? Well, that... No, we had police officers approach us every once in a while. Like, mm. even late at night and they'd be like what are you doing oh we're just playing airsoft and they'd be like all right well just be careful call you call us if you need anything okay but like i don't know it was just cops are creepy anyway well okay so what if we did call the cops and they never found him then it was just like a waste of time because he disappeared pretty fast that's true and the park is a decently sized park he was probably just trying to scare people i don't think he was out there to hurt anybody i think he was just trying to scare people but People are sick like that. Yep. Disgusting. Well, this story happens in the suburbs of Chicago in the 1990s. There was a rumor going around an elementary school that there was a creepy man dressed as Homie the Clown driving around in a white van trying to lure kids into it with candy. Definitely not a homie. Not a homie, but his name was Homie. (laughs) Homie the Clown is a character from In Living Color. Never heard of it. Don't know what it is. I, I think have it's a no movie. idea. Oh, really? I think it's a movie. Never seen or it. Or a TV show. I haven't even heard of it. I'm guessing it was popular in the 90s. Probably, and that's probably why we don't know it. Yes. Um, in some variations of the story, he was a kidnapper 
In others, he was a serial killer or a deranged maniac out to sexually assault and murder children. But in all the stories, Homie left a mark on young Chicago kids in the 90s. So if you lived in Chicago in the 90s and you're a kid, let us know how big this was. Because, like, the clown craze of, like, 2016 or whenever it was, I feel like it happened in, like, the whole country. Yeah, there was a lot of places where there was, like, clowns standing at the ends of people's driveways with balloons and shit like that. Well, I mean, you were in Indiana at the time, and I was in Tennessee. Yeah. So, and it was happening in both areas. But, I mean, that's, like, a Midwestern, like, area that news gets around. This is true. For sure. But, yeah, tcstpod at gmail.com. Send us a story. You put Chicago Clown in the uh, description box. We'll put it in the show notes. whatever it is. In case you forget yep okay so the next one's indiana nice and homey the it is the one not the clown <laughs> sorry <laughs> it is the 100 step cemetery which i actually have never heard of so the 100 step cemetery is located in the town of brazil but the official official address is actually disputed while it's not clear when the stories about the cemetery being haunted began, there are gravestones that date back to the 1860s. Why do we have, like, a whole bunch of old-ass graveyards around here? I don't know. Like, literally, okay, first of all, you drive from where we're at for, like, 10 minutes and you're in cornfields. Right. And then, like, you drive out in the country and you see, like, old-ass graveyards out there and stuff. Right. I swear. It's weird. It's creepy. But Mm. I mean, I guess people back then had to be buried somewhere, right? Well, yeah, but like, and I don't want them to be dug up, obviously. I don't want their spirits to not be at rest, but still kind of creepy. Yeah. Just knowing that somebody has been there for that long. Mm -hmm. Like the 1860s, that's like over 100 years ago. Yeah. Like 150 years ago. Took you a minute, didn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say 200 years ago, but... Uh, not, we're not, not quite. to 2060 yet. <laughs> not quite. Uh, the legend states that if someone finds themselves in the cemetery at midnight, they must climb the steps and count to 100. How many steps are there? Well, if if you just listen, oh, oh, you might sorry. find out. Sorry, sorry. At this point, a ghost of an undertaker will appear and show the person a vision of their death. Yikes. On the way back down, the visitor is supposed to count the steps again. If they count the same amount of steps, the vision was fake. So if you count 100 steps, again, whatever the undertaker showed you, it ain't true. People who visited the cemetery in the past have tried to outsmart the supernatural forces in the 100 steps by avoiding the steps altogether. And another version of the legend says that if you try and trick the undertaker by walking in the grass next to the stone steps, an invisible force will knock you to the ground. A red, hand-shaped handprint could be seen for days on their body and is said to be the mark of the devil himself. There is also a story about the Hundred Steps Cemetery that was reported in Indianapolis Journal on November 20th, 1892. Jeez. The tale states that the body of George West's daughter, who was interred at the cemetery, was taken from her grave. Mr. West said that the body was to be exhumed to move and moved to another location, but was horrified to find that her coffin was upside down in the ground and the body of his daughter was missing. 
So he was going to move her to a different site, and she was gone. Hmm. That would be messed up. That would be real fucked up. Yeah, it would. So, if you go to the 100 Step Cemetery, don't try and trick them. Or yeah. else you'll be marked by the devil. And that means you're probably going to be haunted and cursed. Yeah. Nobody wants that, I don't think. Nope. I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even fuck around with that. <laughs> That's not something... I don't want to see the vision of my death, with. even if it is false, and I'd be, like, obsessing over it. Yeah. But what if you don't count 100 steps again? Yeah, then I'd really be obsessing over it. Because yeah. I'm like, that's how I'm going to die. For the rest of your life, you know. That's what, that's something I don't ever want to do. I don't ever want to look into the future. I could care less. I'm living in the moment. Yeah. If somebody asked me, like, would you want to know how you died? I'd be like, nah, I'm okay. I don't even want to It can peak. be a mystery. Yeah. No, no thanks. I don't really care. I don't want a hint. I don't want an age. I don't want a year. Well, that's the thing. You see how you die or you know when you're going to die, then you're always thinking about that. I prefer to just live in the right now. Yeah. And if I die tomorrow, then I die tomorrow. But I feel like some people are like, well, if I know I'm going to die at so-and-so year, then I can make sure I do everything no. I want to do before I die. But, like, then you're just going to live in fear for the rest of your life. Well, that, and it's like, and I like, don't know. I feel I like just, it would depress me. Well, that, and then you're like, well, we all know we're going to die eventually. But, like. Right. I don't know. just seems excessive to know when. Right. Sometime. Sometime between now and the Whenever. time I die. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Okay. So the next one is from Iowa. It is the legend of the Black Angel. Uwawa? Uwawa? Udaho? Remember, because I <laughs> said Udaho. Udaho? So I, I just felt like I had Uwawa? to. Uwawa? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. It's Reiterate okay. what I was saying earlier. <laughs> okay. So, the Black Angel is a statue that was made by Mario Corbell in 1913 as a memorial to Nicholas Feldvert. Okay, I'm sorry, but when I first read that, I just skimmed it and I thought it said Mario Kart. <laughs> like, I literally just skimmed it real quick and I was like, I had to double take. I really thought it said Mario Kart. I'm sorry. It did not. Continue. Corbell. Mario Corbell. Um, the Black Angel stands over eight feet tall in Oakland Cemetery in Iowa City, and it is black due to oxidation, most likely because of her darker appearance. Multiple legends have been cropped up around her, because she looks creepy, I guess. I don't know. I saw pictures, and I think it actually looks pretty cool. Show me after this. I will, for sure. The story of the Black Angel dates back to the late 19th century, when Teresa Feldevert traveled to Iowa City from an area that is now known as the Czech Republic in Slovakia. Her first marriage produced her son, Edward Dolza, who died in Iowa City in 1891. That sentence was so weird to me. Produced her son. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Produced yeah. her son. Weird way of saying it. I mean, she I had guess. a son yeah. in her first marriage, <laughs> basically. Teresa had the bronze angel statue made in Chicago by Czech-American sculptor Mario Corbell and transported to Iowa City to be placed in the cemetery in 1915. Her second husband, Nicholas Feldevert's ashes, were placed in the repository at the base of the statue. When Teresa died in 1924, her ashes were placed beside her husband's. Though the monument displays Teresa's birth date, there's no sign of her death date. 
Over the years, the bronze statue oxidized, acquiring a greenish-black patina. Which I guess patina is just like a color. Hmm. Never heard of it. Me either. Like a tint. Mm. I guess. Okay. Like a greenish-black tint patina. Oh, yeah, I get you. Like, I, I get it. Many students surrounding the residents of Iowa City visit the statue. The biggest night of attraction is Halloween, as most urban legends are. Right. Where the students and residents gather around the statue. Some test their luck by touching or kissing the statue. That's gross. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it's dirty. Sanitary. One legend says that a pregnant woman should never walk under the statue or she'll lose her child. Which is... I don't know how they figured that one out, but... Yeah, that sounds uh, a little excessive. Yep. Others say that if you if you touch or kiss the statue, you'll be dead within six months. Have you kissed the statue? Send us an email. Yeah. We need to know. Are you dead yet? <laughs> are, you gonna, <laughs> are you dead yet? Whether it's haunted or cursed or completely harmless, the statue is definitely a somber sight to see. I mean, I guess it is kind of creepy, but it's... I don't know. Yeah. It's just a, an angel statue that looks old. Like, I don't know. I don't... I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm usually never stomped like this. <laughs> I need to see a picture. I'll show you. Okay. I just want to know. But, yeah. I mean, I've seen bronze get, like, oxidized before. Yeah. And it's not like it's something abnormal. It's just, like, in a... It's a monument with dead people under it. But so. it's also, I guess... It's also eight feet tall, though. Oh, yeah. So, I guess that is kind of creepy. Yeah. Because it's... T- it's taller than most people. It's, t- it's, t- <laughs> it's taller than most people. So, yeah, I guess that would probably kind of creep me out. Yeah. Next up is Kansas. It's the devil's chair. At first, when I was doing this one, I thought it said char. <laughs> no, devil's chair. The legend of devil's chair says that there was an old farmer in Alma... He refused to sell his land to the city in order to build a new cemetery. Someone got a little too tired of waiting for him to sell it, so he was pushed into his own well. Eventually, someone said that there was a terrible smell coming from the well, so the city sent someone to investigate. It was ruled that the well was empty and it was boarded up. And that's really it. I mean, I didn't really find anything on this one. It's basically... The city wanted to buy his land. He wouldn't sell it. So they supposedly killed him by pushing him in the well. And then they're like, oh, it's empty, boarded up. Right. So they don't really know. Very sus, if you ask me. But if you make your way to Alma, you can actually sit on the boarded up well. But legend says that people who have sat on the well have been known to mysteriously disappear. Hmm. So I guess that's why it's called the devil's chair, because you can sit on it interesting yep but if you have any information on it let us know because i could not find very much on that one we'll say it in the next step do what we'll say it in the next ep ep episode yeah next up is kentucky it's the goat man of pope lick pope lick (laughs) i really i always want to say pope luck it's pope lick there's no clear consensus on how the goat man came to be really Some say he was a circus performer, others say he was a farmer who tortured his goats for Satan, and in return was transformed into a hideous goat monster. I guess that'll happen. 
don't torture your ghosts for Satan. Your ghosts? Your goats for <laughs> Satan. Don't torture anything for Satan. Um, I mean, do what you will, but. To each their own. But I prefer don't do not it. to. <laughs> I prefer not to. Yeah. I don't know how Satanism works, so I'm not going to say. I don't know. Anything. Everyone does agree on his appearance, though, which is dark fur, pale skin, goat legs, and horns. The monster is said to hide under the bridge at Pope Lick Creek in Louisville to lure people onto the train tracks only to see them be hit by oncoming trains. Sadly, this urban legend has some dangerous consequences. In 2016, an Ohio woman fell to her death from the bridge while looking for the goat man. So, if you're going to look for the goat man, make sure you're paying attention to where you're at. Don't fall off a bridge. Don't lean over the bridge too far. No. But that's really it. Hmm. A goat man. Can you imagine? Just seeing. Uh, <laughs> why? Okay, why would you follow it? Is he half goat, it? half man? Or yeah. He's, he's got dark fur, pale skin. Well, that doesn't mean he doesn't look like a goat. Goat completely. legs. He's got goat legs. Ooh. And horns. So. But why would you follow him towards train tracks? Well, that and like, I don't know. I guess my morbid curiosity would probably get to me. Not gonna lie. Or I don't know. Maybe I would book it out of there. I mean, I would probably be too stunned to do anything. Just I'd like stand freeze. There. Like, what? The and that's how you get hit by a train. What is that? Well. I'd get my phone. That's out. true. I need proof. Yeah. <laughs> So, the next one is Louisiana, and it's the Grunch. Not the Grinch. The Grunch. The Grunch. Grunch Road is an old dirt road that leads deep into the woods and eventually to a dead end. Sorry. First of all, I had to hitch my head. <laughs> Second of all, I keep feeling like I'm going to have to burp. So, I'm like trying to stay back. <laughs> I just had to itch my head real quick, dude. You said. <laughs> These fucking nails, dude. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Uh, one story, right? No, I already, I already oh. read that one. I think. Oh. I'm going to read it again. <laughs> I'm going to read it again anyway. Okay, okay. My bad, my bad. One story tells of a man. <laughs> Fuck me. Dude, we have to save some of these clips. I know. We, You have to leave that in. That's fine. <laughs> Okay, okay. Third time's a charm. Yep, you got this. One story tells of a time when New Orleans was a fairly new city, still mostly undeveloped. During the- <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep looking. I just keep looking at your face, so I'm going to look away. Okay. <clears throat> During this time, there was an old road in the eastern suburbs that went mostly unnoticed. This mysterious road led to a dead end into a thicket of woods i love that word thicket 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 into the thick of it <laughs> oh my gosh somebody spends too much time on tiktok um have you seen so... the edited version of it where it's like into the thick of it <laughs> no it's so funny. okay we have to watch that after this <laughs> okay the listeners are probably like just get on with it All right uh in the thicket of woods lived a group of albinos and dwarves who had been forced to retreat to this hiding spot because they were thought to be creations of the devil and thus could not live with the rest of normal society. What is up with that? Just because somebody is different from you, they come from the devil? Right. I do not understand that I, at all. I don't know. 
I feel like since I got my septum pierced, people look at me like that. Well, fuck them. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> this group eventually inbred and combined their deformities and their descendants went mad and turned into... What? Why do you keep looking at me? <laughs> this group did... <laughs> <laughs> I made a typo. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. And the notes, it says this group did... Grouped. 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 Okay. Um, they eventually inbred and combined their deformities and their descendants went mad and turned into an inhuman creature known as the Grunch. A variation of the legend adds that the group in the woods sold their soul to the devil in order to gain the protector. I did it again. Sold. Sold. Oh my god. They sold. I'm so sorry. I, I put they sold their sold. <laughs> I am dead. Oh my, oh my goodness. Gosh. They <sighs> sold their soul. I'm crying. To the devil in order to gain a protector in return. <laughs> okay. They would torture and sacrifice animals in order to maintain this protection. Okay, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> Sin- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you made another typo. Where? Cinemals. What? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Okay, serious. Serious face. I think it was like 2 o'clock in the morning when I was doing this. I was very tired. Serious, no. They would torture and sacrifice animals in order to maintain this protection. Another added detail states that if you travel along Grunch Road, wherever it may actually be, you may see a stray injured goat. If you leave your car to help the poor animal, the Grunch will drain your blood and devour your body. It was a favorite place for teenagers to go and do whatever teenagers do until they learned about the Grunch. What's, what is the, what's the thing with goats? Yeah, I know. Like, why are goats always the one that gets harmed? Like, like an injured goat. associated with, right. like, the devil or something? I don't know. I don't know. I watch a movie. I'm not going to spoil it, though. Okay. It's the witch. There's a goat in that movie too. I th- I don't know. Is it like the sign of a devil or something? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, maybe it's their eyes, because they look like dash marks. Oh yeah. They don't have round pupils. And once again, they're different, so they're associated with Satan. Yep, that's true. Or like maybe the horns, because like Satan's supposed to like have horns or whatever. Yeah, that's true too. I don't know, but goats are cute. They are. They're fun. They have, like, this cute little, um, petting zoo in Tennessee where they take in, like, some of them are injured animals and stuff, mm-hmm. and they take care of them, because obviously they can't live in the wild alone, or on their own. If they're injured. Yeah, or, like, hurt, or whatever. Or they've been, like, in captivity their whole life. So they, like, rehabilitate them? Yeah, um, I don't know how much rehabilitation they do. I know they have, like, a kangaroo there, and it, I think its leg was hurt or something. It looks like... Anyways, um, we fed the goats there, and they had little baby goats, and we picked them up, and Aww. they try to eat, like, your shoelaces and yeah. the strings off your pants. Like They're so dog. cute, though. Like your dog. Like my dog. Like my cat. The next one is from Maine. It is the mysterious stain on Colonel Jacob Buck's tomb. Jonathan Buck was born on February 20th, which is my brother's birthday. Ooh. But this was in 1719. My sister's birthday is February 18th, I think. Ooh, nice. It wasn't in 1719, 
Oh, well, I would hope not. That was a long time ago. That was 300 years ago. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, he was born in Woburn and died on March 18, 1795 in Bucksport. The tomb of Colonel Jonathan Buck in Bucksport bears a mysterious leg-shaped stain. The story goes that Buck sentenced a woman to burn for her witchcraft, and while she was burning, her leg rolled out of the fire. It's also been said that the witch cursed Buck's tomb to always bear a stain for this injustice. It's said that people have tried to get rid of the stain twice, but the stain keeps coming back. Hmm. So, he sentenced a woman for her witchcraft, which apparently was true, if... Why would she unleash a stain? She she didn't have i don't know maybe some... maybe because it anytime someone goes to see his gravesite, mm. there'll be that memory of her there yeah that's true that's a good point because he sentenced her to burn yeah that's pretty for, pra- for practicing witchcraft that's pretty disrespectful of yeah him. lots lots of people died that way back in them times mm-hmm. for witchcraft all right the last one is from maryland it's Chessie the Chesapeake Bay Monster, not to be confused with Nessie the Loch Ness Monster. Hmm. This is Chessie. Chessie sightings have been around since the 1930s, but really started to pick up steam in the 80s when photographic evidence became more readily available. Bob Frew, who still lives on Love Point on Kent Island, is still convinced that in 1982... He was the first to record a video of Chessie. Chessie is said to resemble a snake, measuring around 30 feet long, and is the approximate thickness of a telephone pole. So, like, similar to the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. I think, um, Nessie, that's the name, right? Yes. Is more like a a seal with an extended neck. Yes. Um, there haven't been any recorded attacks from Chessie, but a 30-foot-long snake does not sound like something that you really want to run into. Not really. In 1985, a state law was even proposed to protect Chessie, spurring more environmental awareness, cited scientists at the Smithsonian who studied Fru's video. They determined it was an animal, but they couldn't tell what kind of animal. The last reported sighting of Chessie was in 2014 when a man told a newspaper that he saw a large serpent-like creature swimming up the Magothi River, which a serpent is like a snake, yeah. like another word for a snake. So hmm. there hasn't been anything bad to come from Chessie, but I wouldn't want to see it. Yeah. I don't think. I don't know. It would be kind of cool. It would be kind of cool. If but there's be- no reported attacks and I'm not really worried. Maybe maybe Chessie's just out there protecting the water. She's just out here chilling. Just chilling. Just an abnormally large snake. Which is kind of crazy because if you think about it, stuff like that could be real. Like True. we we have only discovered like a certain amount of what is in like water, oceans mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Which I know this is in a bay, Chesapeake Bay. Yeah. But like still. Right. You don't know. You never know. That's yeah. why I'm afraid of the ocean. I'm not really afraid of the ocean. I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm not really afraid of it. Like, can you imagine what's down in, like, Mariana's Trench? Which is, like, the deepest point in I would like to oceans? know. I would like to know. 
but I feel like if we knew, it'd be... I'm just a very curious person. It's not like I'm ever going to be around that. I live in Indiana. This is true. I mean, we live by the Great Lakes. But not, like, close enough. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, close enough to travel there. I mean, yeah. And I've never... I've seen the Great Lake before, but, like... I have not. I've never I can't been... remember which one is, like, in Indiana. It's by Gary. I have no idea. Anyways. I've never been to any of the Great Lakes. I mean, I've never actually been to one. Just, like, seen it. Seen it. I think. I seen it. But that's all I've got for you today. That was a good one. Some of them are pretty interesting. Yeah, I agree. It's cool to see, like, what urban legends are from other states compared mm-hmm. to us. Yep. Watch out for Chessie. Yeah, don't get... Maybe, don't be Chessie's first victim. Yeah. You don't want that to happen. Right. But All right. that's the end of my episode for this week. Nice. I'll be doing the next 10 next week, so keep an eye out. Yep. On that one. If yeah. you're in the next 10 in alphabetical order, those are the 10 I'm going to be talking about. Make sure that you uh, go listen to my true crime episode of the week. Yep. If it's posted. Should be posted Friday. Yep. This one's posted Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That's when you'll be hearing it. Yep. Anyways, so. Keep an eye out, and mm-hmm. we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. <laughs>